0: You're finally ready to update your home and make some new changes. That's so exciting. You've got some money set aside and you're ready to take action. But you've got several areas in your home that could use a little refreshing. So you might be wondering where to start. What spaces should you change first? What home updates are worth spending money on? Where could you get the most bang for your buck with your home's design? Let's dive into the best home improvement updates you can and should make in your home. Here we go. Welcome to Home and Nestorations, the podcast that helps you design and decorate your home with confidence. I'm your host, interior designer and best of house winner, Sally Sorcelli, here to help you create a home you'll love. Whether you're a homeowner, a design enthusiast, or a budding interior designer, you're in the right place for all things home and design. Thanks for listening. Welcome to today's design conversation where we're talking about the five best home updates and more specifically, what updates to start first in your home. Now, maybe you've refinanced and took out a home equity line, or you saved up a bit this year and are ready to make some exciting changes to your home. That's totally awesome. Now, you might, like many of my clients and students, want to update several spaces in your home and you're not sure where to begin. Now, a side note on working on multiple spaces at once is that it doesn't always work with your budget or time, not to mention the stress of working on several spaces at once. I do recommend you focus on one space at a time. I know, patience, patience, patience. And I want you to think, of course, about how that space connects or talks to other spaces around it. But it is a lot easier to work on one space at once. And even though you're going to factor in what's going to happen with some of your other spaces, just know that working on more than one space at a time can get overwhelming. And even though pros like I am are used to it. But even for us, it's twice as many details to manage. And I like to think about that quote about multitasking. Multitasking is the ability to screw up more than one thing at the same time. The same with our house. If we focus on one space, we can put all of our attention on that one space rather than multiple spaces where we might get overwhelmed, start making some mistakes. And also working on multiple spaces at once divides your attention and I do want you to be focused and intentional with your home. With any home update, consider how long you plan on living in your current home. Some updates can help you get more money when you're ready to sell, but my philosophy is that it is your house. You should enjoy living in it and not just plan the design for the next owner. So let's start talking about what are good spaces to update first in your home. All right, number one, first up is likely no surprise if you're saying kitchens. Kitchens are an excellent space to start with because they're heavily used spaces that we spend a lot of time in and they're great to do if you are going to sell your home because It's an important space that buyers do want to see updated, but again, we do want to enjoy our homes for ourselves, and that's the most important. Now, the good news is that according to Zillow, you don't need a full kitchen remodel to see the benefits. In fact, smaller kitchen upgrades give the biggest return on your investment, your ROI. So you don't need to totally gut your kitchen and start from scratch if your kitchen's in good condition. That's great news, right? Also, going really high-end in your kitchen doesn't give as much bang for your buck as a mid-range remodel does. If you want a brand new look and or the highest finishes and appliances, then definitely go for it. But some simple updates will definitely help and give you a whole new look. Kitchen updates and remodels have a great return on investment. A full kitchen remodel can have an ROI return on investment of 50 to 60%. That's pretty good, right? But a kitchen refresh has an ROI of 90%. Say what? That is huge. So just by making some smart changes in your kitchen, you can see a 90% return on your investment. That's huge. Now I'll talk about this more in an upcoming podcast about kitchen refreshes versus remodels. So be sure to listen for that one in a few weeks. And I do have a workshop that I teach about kitchen refreshes that can help out as well later. So with some kitchen updates that you can make, if you're not doing a full remodel, you can paint your cabinets, you can update your countertops, a quartz or a natural stone is best, a granite. We want to kind of elevate our spaces. So if you can Avoid the laminate and go with some of these higher end finishes. It's a great investment. And you can add or update the hardware on your cabinets. Black is super popular right now, but you can't go wrong with a brushed. Lots of people also like gold. Do what you like. You can update your kitchen lighting. You could add a decorative backsplash for some drama And again, like I mentioned before, I do teach a live workshop about kitchen refreshes that people have really loved, and it will help you plan your refresh or remodel. And I can link to that in the show notes. All right. Next best home update number two is flooring. So I want you to take a moment and look around your home. Do you have a hodgepodge of different flooring throughout your house? Maybe a mix of tile, wood, carpet, or laminate on the same level. Is your flooring outdated, showing signs of wear and tear? If yes, then updating your floors so you have one floor flowing consistently throughout your home is definitely a smart update. When you have the same flooring going through your entire flooring on one level, it just refreshes the whole space it completely changes the way it look the change the way it looks and it just feels bigger when you have a variety of flooring on the same level of your home it breaks up the flow of your home and makes everything feel disjointed and smaller and then another thing when you have multiple types of flooring in your house is you can be left with these awkward transition pieces between materials, and that just accentuates the divided spaces even more. Transition pieces, they help transition one floor to another. And they're there because flooring isn't always the same height or thickness throughout our homes. Your hardwood might be thicker than your carpet, for example, or a tile. And a transition piece also helps allow for expansion and contraction. Now in our house on the East Coast in the DC suburbs we used to live years ago, we had hardwoods through most of the main level, except the family room was carpeted. And the way the room was laid out, you could access a bathroom, a small hallway, and the kitchen off this family room. And all of those spaces had wood floors. So we had these three sections with this raised transition. Truthfully, I swear it was just something that constantly got dinged by the vacuum and always looked, scra- looked scraped up. And even my flooring crews that I use now say, oh yeah, you'll likely have to replace thresholds because they can get dinged by vacuums and we trip on them. But they do serve a purpose when they're needed. So you could get rid of them by having all the same consistent floor on the same space. Now, one thing I've seen quite a bit is, and I had this actually in one of the first homes my husband and I rented after we were married, is you walked in our front door and it was a carpeted room, except there was a five by five foot section by the front door that was tiled. Now, this little mini five by five foot foyer was only enough to swing the door open and it just made the space feel awkward, smaller, and disjointed. It would have looked way better if it was the same flooring throughout that space. So if you have one of those little awkward cutouts in your floor, then you might consider swapping that out. Now, one reason, and I understand why they do it, is if you get inclement weather where you live. In San Diego, we don't get a lot of rain. We don't get snow. So it's not too big of a deal that we need to have a lot of weather-resistant materials by our front door, like you might in other parts of the country. But if you are choosing your materials well, then a lot of them do come in waterproofed uh, materials, so you could use those. So like I said, consistent flooring makes your home feel larger. It visually connects the rooms to the next room. So they all talk to each other. But I will admit, changing your flooring is definitely not the easiest, most convenient, or the cheapest thing. Since you have to move furniture, there's a lot of labor involved, and it can be messy depending on the floor you do. You also might have to factor in some of your built-in cabinetry, and this is an issue in my own house. So years ago, we had in my office a beautiful custom bookcase built by a carpenter, and we had to put it over our existing tile. At the time, the budget did not allow for us to change the floors. And it's either I waited years to get this new bookcase, or I put it on top of my tile, which I did. And we didn't have extra to really replace it out and have the cabinet just go on the subfloor concrete. But now, as I'm ready to invest in my flooring, it does make it a little trickier because now it's not impossible. And my flooring guy said that can totally be done, and I always trust what he says to me, but it is going to take a little bit because as they demo out my existing tile, they're going to have to just get a little bit out from right under the edge of the bookcase. There is a little piece of molding at the base, which will help cover up any issues there, but it does complicate things a little bit. And if you have really skilled labor doing this and they have the time, they'll do a, a good job on it. So I wouldn't let that stop you. I know my new floors, when we finally do get them installed, they're purchased. We just haven't had time to put them in with the pandemic. Some contractors are delayed. And so they will get there, hopefully, not too much longer. It is going to make such a big difference having my different wood plank tiles going throughout my home and in my family room where it's currently carpet. Because truthfully, my dogs, they're just making a mess of it. Um, so it, it's ready for a refresh and it will make my space feel bigger. I'm so excited about it. And it's something that you can get excited about is updating your floors. So it's good to get flooring done before you invest in a lot of other things in your home because you don't want to build your home to match things that you're going to change out eventually. So you're much better off having one type of flooring throughout your whole home. Now, in a future episode, I'll do a deep dive into different flooring options in a future podcast with the pros and cons. But you can, of course, install hardwood, vinyl planks, rigid vinyl planks, tile, carpet, there's all different choices, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. Best home update number three bathrooms. So, along with kitchens, bathrooms are another good investment in your home. Home buyers are much more inclined to buy a home with a good kitchen and bathrooms since they tend to cost more to update. Now, it is more expensive than other areas depending on the materials you use. And there's the inconvenience of being out of one of your bathrooms. If you have extra bathrooms, it's not a big deal. But if you don't have extras to spare, this does make it harder. And that's when you might want to plan a vacation around your remodel. Now, you need to choose between updating your primary bathroom or a powder room first. I would save doing your guest bathrooms or any kid bathrooms until the primary or powder room or more visible spaces are updated first. Now you can do a refresh of your bathroom to keep costs down. Just know that sometimes when you open up a shower or a tub, you might find leaks or water damage that you didn't know about. Just be prepared that sometimes when we dig in with bathrooms, when you start messing with the shower and tub area, You can run into some surprises, not so much if you're just doing cabinetry changes and things like that. Now you can do some simple updates that won't break the bank or cause a lot of chaos and mess, which is new vanity mirrors. You can get rid of those builder mirrors there and you can get some really great inexpensive mirrors on Amazon for like $100 or less. It's a great deal. You can also update your vanity lighting change it up a new style. You can get a new pre-made cabinet that comes with a countertop already included, so you don't have to pay a fabricator to install a countertop. You can have new fixtures like towel bars and hardware and faucets. And then of course, small changes like art, towels and accessories. All right, once you have kitchen and flooring squared away, it's time to look at some other rooms in your house. And home update number four is your living or family room. Other than your kitchen or your bathroom, your living or family room is likely the most used room in your home. So investing in the design of this space is a smart update. The best designed living rooms have beautiful functional furniture, a mixture of lighting, you want overhead and mid-level lights, drapery or window coverings to add texture and layers, and they're styled well with accessories. A great living room often starts with the perfect sofa as the anchor piece, so that's a good place to start. And I want you to try to buy the best quality furniture or sofa that you can afford, within reason, of course, because cheap, inexpensive upholstery doesn't last very long or hold up over time, and you often end up with fabrics that stain easily and. That's just not a great investment, and I don't want you to have to waste any money here. Performance fabrics are key, especially for busy families or pet owners. And don't be afraid to invest in larger furniture pieces that will fill your space up more instead of a bunch of smaller furniture pieces. Use a variety of textures and materials to add depth and dimension with your living room. I mean, I can think of so many different podcast episodes that can help you with designing and updating your living room from my episode about the rule of three, uh, my 12 design mistakes episode. Both of those are great to check out. So do take a look at that. Okay, your last home update space is the foyer. Now, your foyer is the first impression a guest gets of your home. So you want it to be a good one. Now, you can have a little fun in this space since it's likely small. So the investment is smaller. And so if you're just getting into home design or you're buying or built your first home, a foyer is a nice, safe introductory room to kind of start with. There's not a big investment with it. There's not a big commitment. So it's a nice first step. Is it one of the most important? No, a kitchen is definitely going to be the best use of money, but I don't think there's anything wrong with starting small where you're comfortable. And a foyer is such a great place to do that. So just make sure your flooring in your foyer is durable to withstand any weather. And of course, it helps if it's beautiful. Not an issue for us in San Diego, but growing up on the East Coast, We did have to factor that in, or you get a good doormat and floor mat. Add something eye-catching or special to your foyer to help it stand out, like a piece of furniture, statement art, or you can try adding wood moldings or wallpaper to create a focal wall. I actually did this in my own house on an angled wall. I got so many compliments on it, and I love, well, I will... I'll talk about it more in just a minute before I lose my train of thought, but I do like to have a piece of furniture that's large enough to hold some decorative accessories, a lamp or two, some picture frames, and then a simple focal wall behind it really sets the tone. Okay, so in my house, I call it the hallway house because we have this two-story house and every room goes off of this, this main area on the first floor. And so our foyer is actually an angled wall in front of our stairs that wrap around. So it's not a big straight wall. And we have furniture there, but it did just look so plain. But again, I don't really have a unique foyer that can be its own space. Again, it's a big hallway house where everything's connected. So you see the hallway, the foyer from everywhere in my house. So I decided to put a wood focal wall on my angled stair wall, and then I have a piece of furniture in front of it. I actually, my husband and I, we built our foyer focal wall for $100. Yes, it's amazing. So we get so many compliments on it because it's such a fun little space. Of course, I'll put a picture of it for you in the show notes. But we had, we used some MDF wood and it did take a little math because when you're doing a wood focal wall, we did square boxes. So we had to do some measuring and math. I will have uh, information about that in the future. Haven't created that podcast yet about that wood focal wall and how to measure one out, but eventually that will come. And in here, we didn't have a saw long enough to do 10 foot sections of wood. So, when we bought a big piece of MDF from the lumber yard in our area, they'll actually do cuts for you for like $2 each. So, we told them, hey, can you cut these pieces? Cut this four by eight piece of MDF into four inch wide pieces. And, you know, it maybe cost us $20 for them to cut all our boards. With super clean finishes because there weren't any molding pieces that we could buy already made that were exactly the size we needed. So we just smoothed out our walls because in California we have textured walls, they drive me crazy. And we put the wood on top of it, smoothed the walls first, put the wood on, had everything primed, and then painted it. And we love it and it looks great. I'll show you uh, that in the show notes, like I said. Well, we are at the end of this episode where we were talking about five spaces to update first in your home. So to recap, making updates to your kitchen, to flooring, to bathrooms, living room, and your foyer are all really smart options to do. Some of these updates like kitchens, baths, and flooring do require a bigger budget and a little more chaos and inconvenience, so you'll want to plan accordingly, but the payoff is so worth it. All right, what to do next? Well, hit subscribe, and if you'd be so kind to leave a review, I'd so appreciate it. And then, of course, as always, you know the show notes are there for things I mentioned in this episode. Thanks for listening, and keep listening to Home and Nestorations for more design conversations to help you create a home you'll love.